This is Jack Stapleton welcoming you to the Apprentice Priest for the ninth day of Christmas, which was also the second Sunday after Christmas. Since the season of Christmas is but 12 days long, we don't always get to observe a second Sunday after Christmas, and that's rather a shame. In the Book of Common Prayer, the Collect, that is the prayer for the day, reads, O God, who wonderfully created and yet more wonderfully restored the dignity of human nature, grant that we may share the divine life of him who humbled himself to share our humanity, your Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. That God created humankind with the dignity of bearing his image in creation is no new thing. That is clear enough in Genesis 1. That God restored that lost dignity in Jesus is clear enough through the reading of the New Testament. Though at this point in the series, we need to be reminded that Christmas only marks the inauguration of that work of restoration. The consummation of that work is the rest of the Jesus story found in the Gospels. It is when we come to the phrase about sharing the divine life of him who humbled himself to share our humanity that we need to stop and reflect. The idea of sharing the divine life is deeply rooted in both the New Testament and the early Christian writings. There are some useful summary articles in Wikipedia on divinization or theosis that are quite illuminating. However, for the purposes of this series, I'll stick to the New Testament, particularly the four Gospels and the Acts of the Apostles. In all four Gospels, Jesus is presented as the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit, in contrast with John the Baptizer, who administered a baptism in water for repentance, a necessary preparation for the coming work of God in Christ. The opening of the Acts of the Apostles described how the disciples experienced this indwelling of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. The descent of the Spirit on the Gentile Roman soldier Cornelius marks a breakthrough moment when the first disciples grasp that God's intent is the redemption of all humanity. The presence of the Spirit is used by Paul in Galatians to make the point that it is faith, rather than circumcision, that is entry into the divine life. John declares that the presence of the Spirit is the proof that we abide in God and God abides in us. Thus, the goal of the journey whose beginning we celebrate at Christmas is far more than simply forgiveness of sins. It is a new life, a new kind of life, a new creation. In short, let's celebrate Christmas, but let's not stop there.